0: Welcome to Bible Fellowship Assembly Sunday Morning Messages. Today, Joe Simprich shares his Thanksgiving message titled, Having an Attitude of Gratitude. And now, here's Joe. Good morning, everyone. It's good to see everyone here. But before I give a uh, My message before we start. First of all, I'd like to wish each and everyone here, and those who are watching on Zoom, a very happy Thanksgiving. And I pray that you all have a great Thanksgiving weekend. But on another note, I'd like to wish Wade and Judy a happy 40th anniversary today. It's their 40th anniversary... We love you guys. We're praying that you have just an amazing, fantastic day, and God bless. just want to thank uh, Steve and Vicki for the opening, especially that last song, because thankfulness involves so much in trusting God and who God is, and I hope we'll get into that As we go through this message. But before we begin, let's just open up in a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you once again that we can trust in you. That you are there when we go through those troubled waters. and That you are always with us. We thank you for your amazing love and your goodness to us. For your word and that your word is truth. So, Father, as we meet together this morning, as we look into your word, we pray that your spirit will just lead and guide our thoughts to have a true and a better understanding of what it truly means to be thankful. I don't usually give a title to my message, but this morning I have, and actually it was, actually came from Joanne. She said, why don't you tell your message as having an attitude of gratitude. This weekend, we are celebrating Thanksgiving. For some, it's just another holiday. It's a day off. For others, it's a special time to get together with family and friends and have a special meal together and reflect on things that they are thankful for. For me, and maybe for some of you here as well, it's to even take even more time to be thankful to our Heavenly Father for his blessings and his goodness to us. And also to remember and be thankful for some of the things we have taken granted for this last year or so. Now, for you history buffs, we think that our Thanksgiving originated with the pilgrims at Plymouth Plantation in Massachusetts, who held their first Thanksgiving for the end of a drought and a bountiful harvest. But, believe it or not, Thanksgiving in Canada has its own history. As the story goes, in 1578, English explorer Martin Frobisher and his crew gave thanks and communion was observed for their safe arrival in then Newfoundland. Then 48 years later, inhabitants of New France under Samuel de Champlain held huge Thanksgiving feasts between the local Mi'kmaq and the French. In Psalm 92, verses 1 and 2, it said, It is good to give thanks to the Lord. To sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. We are told that it is good to give thanks. But did you also know that thankfulness has a positive effect on you physically? In her devotional book, Switch on Your Brain Every Day, Dr. Caroline Leaf says, research on the effects of gratitude has on our biology shows how being thankful increases our longevity, our ability to use our imagination, our ability to solve problems. And our overall health. You know, as believers, we have so much to be thankful for. To God. For his constant faithfulness in our highs and our lows. For his compassion to us when we are in our deepest sorrows. For his love, care, grace, mercy. Forgiveness that he shows to us each and every day. For his no when we need to hear it and for his yes when we don't have the faith to believe it. For his commitment to us when we walk away. For his word that gives us direction. From Psalm 103 this morning that Steve read some other things and there's many things in that psalm but some other things that really spoke to me that we should be thankful to God for is he forgives all our iniquities. Not just some of them. All of them. Heals all our diseases. Redeems our life from destruction. And that word redeem just really hit me because it, it means he purchased and he ransomed. Think about it. He purchased and ransomed your life from all your destructions. Isn't that amazing when you actually think of it? And that's what he's done for us. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good things. That our youth is renewed like eagles. Joanne would say, Joe, that doesn't include chips and chocolate bars. He executes righteousness. Righteousness. Justice for all who are oppressed. He knows our very frame. You know God's word tells us over and over again, we should have an attitude of thanksgiving. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul was continually, continually telling the believers to be thankful. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 to 20, we read, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in Philippians Chapter four, verses six and seven, we read: Let, oh, sorry, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And in Colossians two, verses. Six and seven, we read, and therefore, <clears throat> have rec- Sorry, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding it in it with thanksgiving. And in Colossians chapter four, verse two, we read, continue earnestly in prayer being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. You know, I read somewhere as I was preparing for this message that Paul at least at least thirty five times was reminding the believers to be thankful to God. And you know, as much as they needed it, we need it today as well. We need to be reminded to be thankful to God for the things that He's done for us, for the good things that He has done for us. You know, for the freedom we have to be here this morning, to be able to worship him freely, without fear, without persecution. You know, we have a loving church family. And often we may not think about it, but just think how fortunate we are to have the church family that we do. On a personal level, I have so much to be thankful for. I have a loving and caring wife and family. You know, all my needs have been provided for. And even more, I am so richly blessed. And I'm sure if I was to ask each of you here to tell me what you are thankful to God for this morning, the remainder of my time would be taken up. I actually thought of that, but we're not going to do that. But let's turn to 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, reading verses 16 down to 18. That's 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, reading from 16 down to 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Sorry, that's verse 19. We'll just stop at 18 there. In these verses, Paul is telling the believers to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I really like the way the message says the second part of verse 18. And it says it this way. This is the way God wants you to belong to Christ Jesus to live. You know, God wants us to rejoice always. To pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks in our daily lives. And everything gives thanks has the D in in connection with everything that comes along in life. The word thanks means gratitude. You know, but it's easy, it's so easy to be thankful for the good things that we have, for the blessings that we've received. But what about when bad things happen? When we are going through that difficult time, might be an illness, might be a terminal illness, the death of someone that we really loved and cared about and we really miss, the loss of a job, a tragedy of some degree. How do we give thanks then? that's a question I asked myself as I was preparing this message. How do I give thanks then? But you know, I believe there's a difference to be able to give thanks in everything to God and to be thankful thankful for everything to God. You know, there are some things that I don't think God would want us to give him thanks for. It's my own personal opinion. I don't think that God would expect us, myself, to give thanks for evil or sin that's in the world. I don't think when Job heard the news of what had happened to his possessions, and especially that all his children were dead, that he was thankful for what he had just heard. In Job 1.20, it tells that he tore his robe and shaved his head. I don't think he was saying thank you for that. But then, but then he fell to the ground and he worshipped. And in verse 21, he says, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, even though Job was very sorrowful, he was hurting big time he still praised God. And I believe when God is being praised, it encompasses gratitude. You know, we've all been there in the midst of those difficult times or trials, that having an attitude of gratitude is the farthest thing from our thoughts, from our heart. I know for sure I've been there. When we had our house fire, and this was quite a few years ago, and I was across the street and I was watching our house burn, I wasn't thankful for that. Not at all. But I was thankful that Angie and Joanne and Lindsay and myself were all safe. So, how do you and I, Develop that attitude of gratitude in the midst of what we are going through. That's very difficult. Dr. Jeremiah, in one of his messages, and I thank Carol for this, said it this way. Thanksgiving helps us to take our eyes off the things that are around our eyes and address them upward. To be thankful involves us believing that God can overrule the problem that we are having to bring about his glory for our good. Let me read that one more time, please. To be thankful involves us believing that God can overrule the problem that we are having to bring about his glory for our good. Romans 8, 28, and it's a common verse to all of us. I'm sure we've all heard it, and I'm sure we've actually have said it to others as well. Romans eight twenty says this, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. No matter what happens, falls under this verse. And it will be by God's working for our good. The thing in itself that we may be going to or what has just happened may not be good, but God will take a bad thing and turn it to a good purpose for our good and our eternal glory. You know, when God takes us through those difficult and hard trials, we don't feel thankful, do we? But gratitude It's not a feeling that dictates our choices. It's a choice that affects our feelings. Paul is not prescribing here for us that we must feel how we must feel. He is calling us to choose, to rejoice, and thank God on the basis of what is true, regardless of how happy or thankful we may feel. But it takes faith to thank God in spite of feelings of depression, hurt, and disappointment. But we can, by faith, say, Lord, I trust you. I know that you are good, and that you know what you are doing in this difficult situation. We need to believe that he is sovereign and purposeful, knowing that you will work it together for our good. Throughout the Bible, there are a number of biblical characters that illustrated this truth. We already mentioned Job earlier. David was always, always thanking God, no matter what he was going through. In Psalm 69, verse 30, we read, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. And then in Psalm fifty-nine, verse sixteen, we read, "But I will sing of Your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of Your mercy in the in the morning, for You have been my defense and a refuge in the day of my trouble." David was always thanking God for. Her the situations that he was in. But the one biblical character that stands out the most to me is Joseph. From Genesis 37 to Genesis 50, we read of Joseph, who truly put this truth to faith. He was sold by his brothers into slavery and brought to Egypt And ended up being thrown into prison even though he obeyed God by resisting the advances of Potiphar's wife. Finally released from prison after a number of years after he interpreted Pharaoh's dreams. He then was put into the second position of highest in all of Egypt. But here's the kicker. Then after Jacob died, when his brothers were afraid that he would get even with them, Joseph revealed to them what sustained him during those difficult years. And in Genesis fifty twenty, this is what he said to his brothers. As for you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. About this present result, To preserve many people alive. Joseph saw God as sovereign and good. He trusted in God. When we trust God, especially in those difficult times, those trials, we will be able to thank him for the opportunity to see him work in our time of need. Now, we already looked at Philippians Chapter 4, verse 6. But I'd just like to look at that one more time. Because an interesting point that I picked up on it was this. And Paul says, And everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You know, it doesn't really require much faith to thank God for an already answered prayer. Especially when he answers it the way that we want him to, does it? However, it does take faith to give him thanks before he answers it. And accept and believe that it is the best and the right answer to that prayer. Paul didn't just tell the believers to be thankful. He demonstrated by his life and his actions. In Acts 16.25, we're told that while he and Silas were in prison, they were praying and singing hymns to God. They weren't grumbling or complaining and saying, God, here we are telling people about Christ and you, and you let them beat us up and put us into prison. No, they were praising God. And again, as I've already said, I really truly believe when we are praising God, It encompasses gratitude of thanksgiving. You know, but it is very difficult to give thanks when we are going through a hard time. There's no question about it. But God does not promise us immunity from pain or sorrow, does he? We've all been there. We've all felt it. But you know, we can keep this command if we truly believe and trust in God's character, who he says that he is, that his word is true. And when he said that all things work together for good to them that love him, And are called to his purpose, that it is his heart and desire for us and for our good, not evil. It may not happen at that time when we're going through it, but he will do it. He tells us that he is faithful and that his mercies are new every morning. But you know, if we know his character and that he keeps his promises. To make it work for our good. We're going to have trouble being thankful. We need to believe that he is sovereign. And no matter what we may be going through. He has the ability to deal with it. There is nothing. Nothing. Too difficult for him to work it out for our good. And we need to remember that he really loves us. Even though we may feel, would he let me be going through this? Or let this happen to me, if he really loved me? I'd like to share what Vicki said this morning at our breaking of bread service. And it's kind of paraphrasing a bit. You know, God loved us so much that when we were so far away from him, That he sent us a friend to fill the gap. And that was his son. And it will be the greatest friend, the greatest gift that we could ever receive. We also have his Holy Spirit, who is our comforter. When we are going through those hard times, he's there to console us. He's with us. Another thing I'd like us to remember is and I thank Carry Gino for this last summer when he was giving his message on Hebrews 12 he made reference to Malachi 3:3 which i believe refers to God as being the refiner of silver Carry then told us that a silversmith could not take his eyes off of the silver as it was being refined If it was kept too long in the fire, it would be destroyed. You know, this should be a reminder to us, and we should be thankful for this, that as we go through those hard, difficult times, that God is watching over us. That he is there with us. We are not alone. As we celebrate Thanksgiving... this this weekend, let's take some time not just to thank God for his many blessings and goodness, but also for his character, for who he is. The more we remember to thank God for who he is and his promises, the easier it will be to give thanks in everything. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for listening. Come back next week for the next Sunday morning message from Bible Fellowship Assembly. Visit us on the web at bfa.church where you will find our physical address and contact information. We'd love to see you if you're in the Timmins area or drop us a line at info at bfa.church. Until next time.